Welcome back to Pressing Forward, the podcast, a weekly motivational, inspirational, and educational podcast for all listeners. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We are streaming on all major platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google Music, Amazon, Audible, Stitcher, just to name a few. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Pressing Forward Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Pressing FWD Pod. Content will be uploaded constantly, so be on the lookout. What's up, Dion? How are you feeling today? Feeling pretty good. How are you? You know, doing doing fantastic things as always. So I like to hear. Yeah. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode. Again, thank you all for the love and support. It's it's really truly kind of astonishing. That's a big word. Spell it. <laughs> a astonishing. Um, today's episode. Um, last week, you guys got to kind of get to know us a little bit. Just a sneak peek. As the podcast continues to go forward, you guys will learn a little bit more about our personalities, and then you know, well, you you'll you'll be able to learn. I think they're gonna learn a lot about me in this episode. I think I'm uh, very candid, very open. You know, that's think what sometimes we, too open. That's all right. That's what we want. That's what we want. <laughs> Today's topic is um, it's a it's it's a, how would you explain it, Diana? Mental health. Yeah. I feel like 2020 was such a long year. Like when people ask me, oh, what did you do last year? I refer to 2019 because 2020 was just a whirlwind. <laughs> But I would say mental health has been a major topic. I think the pandemic kind of brought it out and made people not more aware of it, but it's it was more in your face. Yep. People actually addressed it. Um, so for you guys that are unfamiliar of mental health, please um, do your own research. Don't just go by what we're telling you. We're going to be basing things off of our own accounts. We are not therapists by any means. No, I study <laughs> communications. So I could just talk. Just because I got a degree in psychology. Don't mean nothing. So with that, um, but we're, we're being serious when we say, you know, if you are experiencing any mental health issues, anything at all, please really do consult with someone in your corner. Get the help that you need. Of course, our email inbox is always open if you do need someone to talk to. We got you covered, but just know that we're no, we're no professionals here. So the reason I wanted to bring this up and have this as a topic on the podcast is because as I mentioned in episode two, I'm a huge sports fanatic. There was a young lady um, actually, you know, she's about our age, so yeah, she's a little younger than us. Uh, yes, yeah, a couple years. Couple years, but it's okay. <laughs> um, but Naomi Osaka, who is a four-time Grand Slam champion, um, and for you guys that don't know, she's a tennis superstar. Um, she pulled out of the French Open, which is a huge tennis tournament, and she did this because of her mental health. I thought it was, you know, something that we should actually be highlighting a little bit more, especially with professional athletes, but with our own, you know, everyday normal people. Not only that, but May was is Mental Health Awareness Month. And, you know, mental health is something that affects us all, um, whether it's something that we're struggling with or someone we know is struggling with. So I feel like it's something that's important enough to be addressed, especially given how 2020 treated people and is continuing to affect people today. Um, with that, I'll get into it. So as I mentioned, Naomi Osaka, four-time Grand Slam champion. She's a superstar. Like she's like I, like I mentioned, she's our age. I think she's in her mid-20s, maybe late-20s. She's pretty young. But she withdrew from the French Open. Originally, before the French Open even began, if I'm not mistaken, she put a post up on social media, pretty much just addressing that she will not be participating in any, any media coverage meaning interviews before, after, anything. And she was deciding to do that 
for her own mental health. The French Open then uh, gave her a fine. In her social media posts, she said that I hope whatever fine I receive goes to a mental health charity or organization. The French Open then decided to fine her 15,000, which she was okay with paying, but then took it a step further and told her that they will um, give her larger fines and even consider removing her from future tournaments, which is absolutely crazy, all because she's deciding to put her mental health first. Like, isn't that crazy, Diana? That's, yeah. So, I, I hate that so much. <laughs> yeah, so with that, she um, actually, when she withdrew, she did so because she did not want to be a distraction. Mm-hmm. Her own mental health, her deciding not to go to a press conference or any media coverage. And for you guys that don't understand, so tennis, I'm, I mean, I'm not the, the most... You know, I'm not the I'm not the Venus, Serena. I'm not I'm not, the, I'm not an <laughs> expert in tennis, but for you guys to kind of break it down on like layman's terms, tennis uh, tennis players, their media coverage is really before and after their matches, and this is only when they're in tournament play. So imagine, you know, you got a tournament that runs for two weeks. Those entire two weeks leading up to that, you're being interviewed. And these people are from all over. These these tournaments are international. They're in Australia. Um, so so you have press members from all over. It's not the same thing as like the NBA or the NFL. Like I saw tweets on um, social media and, and a bunch of posts just kind of criticizing the fact that she didn't want to do any media coverage. These, if you ever, if you guys can just go online and watch some of these interviews, especially with like Serena Williams, Venus, Venus Williams, (laughs) um, and even Naomi, go watch those interviews. Sometimes they're playing, so they live in America and then they go travel overseas. So they're playing, you know, these players are playing in a whole different time zone. So for them, uh, in our time, you know, it might be, you know, 1, 2 p.m., uh, 2 a.m., their bodies aren't used to that. And then they have to, after they play for two, three hours, then they have to go sit in media, probably for an hour, hour and a half. You, you never know. And to be asked these personal questions. So one of the things I thought was really interesting, Deanna, and I would love to get your take on this, mm-hmm. is Naomi said that sometimes when she was being questioned by the media, it made her doubt herself. Like, how... How crazy is that? So media members, obviously, their job is to get stories and everything. But at the same time, you know, they kind of will will give you a little bit of doubt. Like, oh, you let this person, you know, beat you this amount of times. Like, I think in sports, um, not even just tennis, but sports in general, it's I think people interviewers, they, they fail to realize that at the end of the day, these athletes are still people with feelings and it's just crazy that they, I mean, I know they have to get the story. I know they want to get to the nitty gritty of things, but especially young athletes, it's, it, it's just crazy to, to think that, you know, all their, all of, all these interviewers are after is a story to, to get you to slip up. And again, like I said, I get it, but have a little more compassion, have a little more empathy. I think that's what we're missing just in the world in general. So um, I just verified Osaka is 23 years old. Um, and she did, so she won her first Grand Slam championship or her first title in 2018. And she opened up about m- facing major depression after winning that. Can you imagine being on the highest stage in your career and you're just depressed? 
shoot, I don't even play any sports and having been diagnosed with major depressive disorder as a regular person was was a lot. So I can only imagine how that could feel being in the limelight like that. Yeah, so I wanted to bring this topic up. I mean, she's not, Naomi's not the first um, athlete to do it, um, but it's amazing the support that she's getting because I think everyone at this point now realizes that mental health is a real thing. So it made me think, like, why why don't more jobs offer, or employers just in general, offer mental health days? Like, you just get sick or you accrue PTO, but if you want to take consecutive days off because you're just not feeling well, you have to explain that to a manager. Like mentally, I'm just not all here. I just need the time off. Like why can't I just go in and put in a mental health day into the system mm-hmm. to, to allow me to get gather myself to become 100 again, to give you 100%. I just think it's crazy. It just made, really made me think about that. So um, Deanna, what, what are your thoughts on? Yeah, I think that, you know, our generation as millennials and the generation after us as Gen Z. Maisha, I know you hate being called a millennial, millennial but cool. you are what you are. Cool. <laughs> but I think that our two generations are so much more open and candid about mental health. And unfortunately for a lot of us, we work for companies who have these supervisors, these CEOs, these, you know, higher ups who never really had that chance or, or you know, took advantage of the fact that you can have those days when you're not 100% yourself. And they look at it like you're being dramatic. And I'm lucky enough, you know, I wish I had more, but beggars can't be choosers. But my new job, I can take four mental health days. Honestly, I think that every company should allow for at least a one mental health day a month. You can't like you you can't put a time frame on how long you're going to be in the state. Yeah, like how long is it going to take you to be yourself again? Yeah, and and I think a lot of people look at it like, "Oh, you're just being dramatic or why are you so upset? Get over it." No, mental health is a serious thing and I feel like oftentimes especially for older generations it's pushed to the side, but we're that generation and Gen Z is that generation where we're like, "No, this is a real thing. This is something that I need to address now if you want like you said, if you want to get 100% from me, let me let me be better." Let me better myself. Yeah. I mean, I said like the whole sick day thing because, you know, some jobs when you call out sick, they want a doctor's note. And that's crazy. I don't have a doctor's note because I mentally didn't feel well. I was mentally fatigued. I was ment- I mentally could not get out of bed. There's no doctor's note for that. And I'm not going to give you a therapy slip because I went to counseling earlier that day or later on in that afternoon. But how do you explain, like how, why isn't that something that we can have um, moving forward. I hope that there there will be change that, you know, we are, as you mentioned, you get mental health days. I mean, I'm not speaking from personal experience with my employer or my previous employers with regarding sick days, but there are companies out there that when you call in sick or call out sick, they were- You have to have proof. Yeah, like what, what was your sickness? My sickness was because mentally I'm not here. I couldn't get myself out of it. Mm-hmm. So that, that, I mean, that's, that kind of, to me, Naomi's example was perfect for the, that made me think like, oh my gosh, there are people that work for companies that don't allow you to take a mental health day 
or call out sick because you're literally mentally not all there. They expect you to be at 100%, 100% of the time. And even when you're not, they still expect you to give your best. And it's draining. It's so draining. Yeah. I mean, Naomi's not the first athlete to come out and really um, shine light on it. I, to my memory, DeMar DeRozan, who's a NBA basketball player, um, formerly played on the Toronto Raptors. And he could have been tweeting about a song that had came out during that time. But he, right before All-Star Weekend, the day before, two days before, he tweeted something about all of this and, you know, I'm still depressed. And then later on opened up in press conferences that he was suffering through major depression. Again, here's an athlete who's on, on the highest level uh, in his career professionally and is dealing with mental health issue and depression. The other guy that comes to mind is Kevin Love a few years back. He opened up about it in the Players' Tribute in an essay pretty much expressing how he had anxiety and he knew that it wasn't normal and that he had to go talk to somebody. And really it just opened it up. Here's a again, a, an NBA basketball player professionally at one of the highest levels in his career and is talking about anxiety and understanding that these feelings aren't normal. I need to go see somebody. And I think in his, if you guys do get get a chance to check it out, one of the most important things I think he said in there is that when we talk about our mental health or we talk about our emotions, if we're not considered strong, we're weak. If you cry, you're weak. For Kevin Love to open up about his anxiety and you know, kind of show his vulnerability, I think it was, again, it just opened up so many doors. I will also mention that Naomi has been supported by so many different um, mental health um, charities and organizations. So there's an app called Calm. It's like a meditation app. Love that app. We're not sponsored by them, but if you're listening, you know, slide in our DMs. <laughs> uh, but no, but um, uh, that app, if I'm if I'm speaking correctly, that app decided to donate fifteen thousand dollars instead of um, into an organization of um, for our mental health. So I think that's so cool the support that she's getting and what's going to come from this. I think will be a game changer for everybody. So with that, we're going to transition. Um, Deanna, I know there was a couple things that you wanted to talk about. You want to kind of segue into that segue into that <laughs> um i guess just touching on the you know you don't know what that person next to you is going through when it comes to their mental health and you know i've been in therapy since i was in what 10th grade um after my grandma passed away i went to therapy and i loved my therapist then in college i i feel like what year was it what sophomore year that that was like one of my darkest times. It was, you know, my mom, she was sick, she had cancer, and I felt like I had so much going on and I felt like I just didn't want to have to deal with it anymore. Like I honestly did not feel like I could continue living my life because I was just in such a dark space with everything going on. But luckily, you know, I had people around me who supported me and, you know, help me along the way. Um, even at, like when my mom passed away, uh, prior to her passing away, I had gotten into disagreements. I wouldn't call them arguments with, you know, people in my life, family members, just saying that I was being selfish for not going to see my mom more while she was in the hospital. And I had time to hang out with friends, but not with my mom. And it wasn't that I didn't love my mom because I, Maisha, you know, 
Everybody. Everybody loves But it, <laughs> it wasn't because of that. It was for my own mental, personal reasons why I didn't want to go to the hospital to see her. I didn't want my last memories of her to be her looking and being as sick as she was. I wanted to remember her how I wanted to remember her. And for me, that wasn't seeing her laying in a hospital bed deteriorating. It wasn't. And I I don't regret not going to see her more often when she was in the hospital, especially when it got closer to the time when she passed away. You know, it, it was just one of those decisions that I made and I stuck by it. And I took what everyone around me was saying on the chin, you know, the, oh, you're being selfish. You need to go see her more. I knew that that's not what I wanted. And some people may call it selfish, but I needed to think about my mental health in that situation. And after she passed away, you know, I started going to therapy and my therapist, love my therapist, still see her till this day. I love that. (laughs) But, you know, I was, she diagnosed me with um, MDD, which is major depressive disorder. And I was going to therapy once a week, like clockwork right after work going to therapy for an hour and I was able to work through it and now I'll just send her an email or something like hey I think I need to talk but it's not nearly as often as it used to be and now you know I feel like I'm in such a better space just by being able to talk about everything that's going on my head and you know now I I, I'm diagnosed as having a adjustment disorder, which doesn't, it's not as bad as it sounds. Um, just basically what that is to me is I have a lot of puzzle pieces that I sometimes need help putting together because I get overwhelmed with my emotions sometimes and I'm just working through it. But I think that being able to open up about things that are going on in your life is important. And unfortunately, I feel like for people of color, we see it as a negative thing. Yeah, like talking about your emotions isn't something you're supposed to do because at home a lot of the time you're just you're just raised to be you don't cry you don't let things get you emotional and then when you open up about it you know you kind of get made fun of I don't know if, if that's ever happened to you but you know you you shed a little tear and then people start calling you emotional or you're a crybaby mm-hmm. you can't ever take this or that so I agree with you I think just being able to I'm pretty sure for you it's probably alleviating because did I say that correctly? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It probably, um, you know, was very helpful for you just to get like an unbiased person in your corner and somebody that you allowed in at this vulnerable stage and they kind of saw you for you. Mm -hmm. It's more so like a, you know, I've been to therapy as well. And it's more so like an open space. Yeah. It's like a judgment. Like, I know Planet Fitness claims this, but <laughs> therapy really is a judgment-free zone. Depending and on your therapist. therapist that's true. You like, gotta find the right one. you got to shop around for that therapist that works for you. I was lucky enough that I didn't have to shop around. Go test drive some cars. If you want to find the first car that you test drive, do the same thing with your therapist or anybody that you decide to talk to. Sometimes even just having... Um, a mentor, just somebody in your corner that you're able to go to and you can feel and know that it really is a judgment-free zone. So therapy is, like like I said, it's just an open space. It allows you to be vulnerable, but it also allows you to find those answers to those questions that you've always had of those like emotions. Mm -hmm. And 
Oh, not good. <laughs> um, I think that when people say therapy, they're like, oh, I go to the gym as my stress reliever as therapy or I write or I listen to music. Those are all great ways to release those thoughts that are going on in your head. But I also feel that it's equally important to speak to someone, whether that's a professional, whether that's a friend, whether that's a family member, just somebody so that, you know, you can really get everything out because sometimes you may start talking about things that you didn't even, you haven't thought of in years when you're speaking to someone as opposed to when you're writing it down or when you're playing basketball or football or or a sport or at the gym. You know, I, I feel like talking to someone is equally as important as those stress relievers that are used for therapy too. Right, they're kind of like, but like, so going back to Kevin Love's essay, he said that he always used basketball basketball is like a shield of his emotions Mm -hmm. so if he wasn't feeling right he would go play like I heard people say I mean I say running is my therapy because literally running your mouth (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm an avid runner Uh, I'm a beginner but I love running but it really does because it allows me mentally to get out of my own head Mm-hmm. But when you go to therapy, going back to it, when you go to therapy or even just any type of counseling services, you're able to bring up those childhood traumas mm-hmm. that affect who you are to childhood traumas, adult traumas, all <laughs> yeah, the traumas, all the traumas. <laughs> um, but it, it, it goes back to you don't realize why you are the way you are regarding certain situations, why you act, react to certain things a certain way, why you talk to people a certain way until you start opening up about things. And then if you have a good therapist or a good counselor, they're able to kind of dig deep into you Mm -hmm. and make you start talking about it on your own instead of forcing it out of you. Like that's a good therapist, that's Mm -hmm. a good counselor. Someone who's like, who listens to you like, oh, you met, you briefly mentioned this. Why don't you talk more about that instead of just letting you breeze through it as just a, oh, you know, that happened a while ago. I'm over it. Like a good therapist is someone that's going to push you to address those issues that you otherwise wouldn't talk about. Yeah. I mean, and this is something that another reason why I mentioned, you know, some employers not having mental health days, but also having counseling services or or therapists available to their employers. I think it's it's something that we need. Mm -hmm. And I hope moving forward, there are some companies that do allow it, um, that do offer it rather. Um, And that's amazing and offer either free or a really, really discounted rate. Um, But just know, that the services that you're, you know, that they're getting services because the employer cares about them as a person and not just as a person that's doing a job. So I think that's important. Uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring up like the mental health days at work, but also I think it's important to know that you have counseling services, that you have therapist sessions, that you're able to go and schedule. And again, not everything's going to be perfect and I think in the beginning of any counseling or like any therapy it's just like any any relationship mm-hmm. like a friendship you gotta start out slow and you gotta allow things to come naturally absolutely absolutely and, yeah yeah and you just gotta continue to to continue to be the more vulnerable you are the better especially I think in the beginning mm-hmm. but it takes like I said it takes a while yeah baby steps mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the first two times the reason you were probably there I know people that go to therapy two times a week and for hour hour and a half sessions just because of so much mm-hmm. built up and you don't realize that you have all of these things built up 
until you start speaking about it. I agree. I definitely agree. And I feel like, you know, with COVID, you know, a positive that came out of COVID is the fact that there are more therapists that are available that you can speak to via Zoom, FaceTime, whatever uh, virtual services they offer. They're offered more now than they were before because I, I feel like when you go to a therapy session and you're sitting face to face to that person, it's like, it can be a little intimidating. You might not know where to start. It's It can be intimidating, but yeah, <laughs> like you're staring me down and and I'm waiting for you to say, so what's on your mind? <laughs> but I feel like, you know, a good thing that did come from being in quarantine and lockdown and of the whole 2020 mm-hmm. is that we're now able to meet with therapists from a comforting, like a comfortable spot, whether that's your house or, you know, a park, wherever you feel most comfortable being able to be in that environment and speak with a therapist, it lessens that stress so much more. Yeah, like I mentioned, why a podcast? Because we can come where you are. That's kind of the same thing now where a lot of the services that we used to be, you know, traditional, you know, go into a a hospital or go here, go there. The therapist can come to you Mm -hmm. and and meet you where you're at. But again, we're not therapists. We're just trying to help you. We're just trying to help you guys. (laughs) Help y'all, help us, you know. This this, this is helping my mental. Yeah. Um, Hope it helped you, Deanna, as well. Um, (laughs) But guys, we're we're very serious. Um, Wait, Deanna, before before I move on, did you have anything else you wanted to mention? Uh, no, I think this was a therapy session for me personally. <laughs> I'll give you my, uh, I'll give you my, can I have your business out. card? No, that, I mean, it's, it's just, you never know what the person next to you is going through. They may be, you know, the strong friend. They may be that person that you constantly see smiling, happy, joking around, but you never know what could be going on in their mind, like in their mental, what their mental state is. And Deep down what they're fighting. Yeah, you just have to, people just have to have more empathy for other and patience. Patience is something that I thank Maisha every day for having with me because I know that I can be a lot, especially when I do have those episodes where, you know, it's my emotions are too much for me to address at the moment and I just get standoffish or closed off and I don't want to talk, but you know, she's my person that's in my corner that I know that I can talk to about this. Guys, I do charge her per month. Like, don't think these services are- How do you think we get to afford our house? I pay her. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I, I, I appreciate you and, you know, everything for one, being vulnerable on a podcast that, that will go out to multiple strangers. But you, I didn't think about that when I was talking. You want just me to kidding. Delete, I can delete, I can delete it. No, I'm just kidding. But I hope, um, again, I want to thank you, but I hope that Deanna opening up you know, about her own struggles with mental health and needing to, knowing that she needed to speak to somebody to get these emotions out of her, you know, opens you up or inspires you to go do the same thing if you are feeling that way. If you're feeling bottled up, caged up, if there's a a morning you wake up and you're usually happy-go-lucky in the morning and you just can't get out of bed, it might be time for you to go speak to somebody. Or... Don't be embarrassed. Yeah, don't be embarrassed. Please do, don't. 
there's people, as Deanna mentioned, I, I think I preach this so much, but you you truly don't know what somebody's fighting until mm-hmm. you're in their corner with them. So please continue to spread. I, I've been ending the podcast with this. I'm going to end it with it today, but this is not the end of the podcast. <laughs> but continue to spread, spread love and positivity. We really do need that. We do have to be more Now more than ever. Yeah, we do have to be more compassionate more patient, more empathetic. We really have to kind of see people for face value, but understand that at the end of the day, some people are just walking around with masks. And when they go home, they take that mask off and we don't know what's behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. Never judge a book by its cover. I mean, you can judge me. I mean, yeah, judge judge me. (laughs) I'm gonna judge a book. Judge away. Judge this book. (laughs) Don't judge other people. But on on a more serious note, um, one of the other things I wanted to cover, and again, as I mentioned in episode two, podcasts are going to range in a variety of topics. and Don't think they're always going to be this heavy. Serious. (laughs) Um, But they're also going to range in in duration. So, you know, please, uh, if you're still listening to this, I appreciate you. Um, Thanks for sticking with us. (laughs) uh, The other thing I wanted to, to touch on very, very quickly is, Um, going back to mental health I think something that also mental health is so big to us is because of social media Mm-hmm. We, we feel like we have to look a certain way. We have to act a certain way. We have to talk a certain way or we'll be judged. So again, these personas and these personalities that we put out there. Don't be fake. <laughs> it hurts other people more than you know. No, that's, that's 100% true. Especially I know so, and again, I'm speaking as a female, but looking at body types and looking at what this girl has and what she, she's driving, what kind of purse she has, what kind of watch she's wearing, that plays on your mental Mm -hmm. and that makes you doubt yourself and it brings me back to Naomi's announcement it made me doubt myself and that's what I think social media does to so many women I mean this happens to men as well and I'm I'm not speaking from a man experience so I'm not downplaying that at all but it for females again it's just relevant in my life it's plastered everywhere you know a female has to look a certain way and I'm so happy that we have plus size models we have models with um, we have plus size, mid size, small, small size, size, athletic, super size, all the sizes. But no, we really do have a variety of. It's refreshing to see. Yeah, it makes you like any person can walk down the street and see a representation of themselves mm-hmm. in some way. And I think up until, you know, within the last couple of years, there wasn't that. And that made that that plays a, that plays a part in mental health as well, because you start doubting yourself. You're like, I'm too fat. I Look how skinny this girl is. Look, she has abs. And then you start comparing yourself. And then you look at yourself every day in the mirror. And you're like, what's wrong with me? Why mm-hmm. can't I look like that? Or even opposite. I know smaller people, small framed people, very, very thin, that want to be thicker. Mm-hmm. And that, that get judged all the all time. The time like, for being small. Oh my God, you're so small. And it's like... Mind your business. That's just as bad as saying, oh my God, you gained weight. It's it's traumatizing. Like that sticks with people. It really does. Um, so I I wanted to bring that up. What are you what are your thoughts, Diana? Oh, I'm sorry, I low key was speaking over you. But <laughs> no, like you said, like for women it's it's hard. Like it's definitely hard to go on social media and see, you know, what you think is this perfect person and it's like you start to doubt yourself you start to question like 
should I go to Dr. Miami? Should I spend my rent money on Dr. Miami or what? Y'all was in Miami two years ago. Y'all already know what happened down there. <laughs> um, but just like not not only with that, but you know, even women when when it's that time of month, like you really start to doubt to doubt yourself because it's like, oh my god, I'm bloated and why am I feeling this way? It's a lot. Women, ladies, we gotta deal with a lot. So uh, again, I, we're not downplaying the men here because I know men. No, men, y'all go through it too. Go, like, y'all go through it men, too. Like, when it comes to like the car they drive, what they wearing on their feet, what kind of belt they All have. constantly being compared to the next person. How about bottles in the club? You got a section. Like if you don't got a section, you corny. Yeah. Why? I'm just here for a good time, not a long time. I'm just here to spend my little $40 I made this right. week. Right. Because I called out six times because I needed a mental health day. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm really, we're not downplaying the men. I know men go through it as well. Absolutely. But as females and actually living it and having my our own experiences. We yes. know firsthand yes, we know how firsthand. it can be. Exactly. So again, as I mentioned before, y'all, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you're, if you're still listening, you know, whatever amount of minutes is probably like 25 plus minutes. And thank you so much. Um, for sticking with us through throughout this episode it was a very heavy topic next week we'll have something we got something special for y'all next week so so we do to that <laughs> um, this topic was very heavy but it's very important if you if you're not talking about your own mental health or your emotions or your feelings please start doing so and we're not talking about just complaining all the time or making it making it about you but have that one person that you talk to about mm-hmm. it either a therapist, a counselor, a mentor, somebody in your corner, you know, somebody that, again, you want them to be Planet Fitness, baby. You want them to be free. Um, Listen, even if you start off with small steps by downloading the Calm app, like uh, that itself. Listening, yo, sliding our, sliding our it's the second time we mentioned y'all. No, but seriously, it definitely helped me when I was like getting overwhelmed with things. I'm like, all right, let me try to take the steps that I I learned from therapy and apply it without resorting to, not resorting to, but without going straight to my therapist. Let me, let me learn to work through this myself because that's the only way you're going to grow is if you take what you learn and put it into practice. So I downloaded the app and days when I just wasn't feeling it, i definitely used it i did a whole facial steam facial and everything clean my pores put my calm app on and just let it be yeah so whatever you guys need to do we keep saying calm because that's um the first app that keeps coming to my mind but there are other apps there's meditation app there's there's several other apps out there that'll kind of get you into your as the your zen like to call it your zen Um, namaste namaste uh, yes, that. Um, but seriously, guys, please do. As as much as we take care of our physical, we have to take care of our mental. Mm-hmm. Your mind is so strong. And when you put it to, to do something great, you will accomplish it. You will have doubts. But when those times come where you're just not feeling it, please, please. Take please, that break. Take the break. Take the break. No matter the consequences, because it's you. Versus don't get fired though, and yeah, blame it on us. Blame, don't blame us. But make sure you take that time for yourself. Seriously, you need it. You need it. 
Everyone needs it. And and with that, we're going to end this very heavy topic. Again, if you listened up until this point, thank you so much. Next week episode, I promise, won't be this heavy. But this was something I felt was important and relevant at this moment to me and to Diana. And hopefully it speaks to some of you guys out there. And if this was a sign to get that help that you need, please take it. Get the help that you need. Again, we're no therapists. We're no professionals here. You know, don't come suing me because <laughs> we gave you the wrong information. Because I told you to take six mental health days. I'm not saying that at all. But seriously, guys, when you need it and you feel it, do we do not write doctor's notes, y'all? Uh, no, no, we don't do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when you guys need it, um, please do it. Take, you have to put yourself first sometimes. Um, like I said, I'm a runner, and this is, and I'll leave the, I'll leave you guys with this. As a runner, it's your your mind, right? Your mind tells you more than your body does. If I can continue to go with my legs, my mind will take me. My mind will take me as far as I allow it to. Your opportunities are the same way. Your mental health has to come first. So, with okay, FloJo. Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> my DMs if y'all need us. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, our email is open. Listener suggestions can be sent to us. If you are feeling this topic, if you enjoyed this episode, email us pressingforwardpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, pressingforwardpodcast. If you haven't followed us already on Twitter, pressing FWD pod, you know, please feel free to message us, add us, get at us. We're, we're, we're open. We are open book. We're going to be very candid in these conversations and our episodes. Same thing when we have guests on. We, we're we going to want you guys, we want your feedback. And as we mentioned before, we want you guys to be just as much as of this as we are. Mm-hmm. So I received so many text messages last week. Donna, did you? I did. I received a lot of text messages once our um, episode two dropped. So that was pretty dope. Um, please continue to spread that love to us. As much as you guys pour into us, we're going to continue to pour into you guys. With that, spread love, positivity in this world because we need it. We're out of here. Peace.